Hello, Degenerates. It's the TCSP Tag Team Champions of the World, the Reverse R-E-L-L, and Robbie Van Zandt, and I ain't fixing shit. And on episode three, we're discussing Chamber Walls, Valentine's Vengeance, the WrestleMania Peach Pass, and Cash Shit. Because this... This is the Cash Shit Podcast. All right. Well, real. how do you... Uh, it's been a minute. I think it's been a second since we recorded. <laughs> Am I... Yeah, yeah, it's been a minute. Yes. It has. I think we um we came into the match. Uh, you know, it was a lot of hot tags. We were dragging the people, um, rightfully so. And now we're back for episode. Rightfully so, they deserve it. It's what they deserve. Yeah, it's what it's what they deserve. I don't, I'm not taking any of it back. I mean, every word that I said, I said what I said. What you said was some bullshit. And here we are. Um, episode three. People are listening to us, which is hilarious. Um, Thank you, everyone. It's um, yeah. it feels great to know that you people are listening. Yeah, it does. Uh, it's a it's a it's a good time had by all. Um, dare I say it makes uh, watching wrestling a little bit more enjoyable, especially Raw. Raw tonight, not horrible. It, it it wasn't. It was pretty decent, actually. Not horrible. I feel like when they get on the road to WrestleMania. Um, Things happen, sometimes good, uh, sometimes tolerable, but I feel like they start to kind of, uh, they take off the tinfoil hats and at least kind of try to pretend like they want to produce something that people can enjoy. Yeah, um, I I actually enjoyed Raw tonight. Um, we're recording this, obviously, the day after Elimination Chamber on uh, 222, but um I actually enjoyed Raw. I, I'm liking where a lot of the storylines are going leading into WrestleMania. We'll get into them in detail in a few, of course. But um, yeah, I, I can't. I can't drag Raw too much. Can't say same for the Elimination Chamber. But oh we'll get there. my god! So I think let's start on a high note. Then let's start off with uh, mm-hmm. let's start off with the the Vengeance uh, Valentine's Vengeance pay per view put on by NXT. Um, Oof. Yeah, not sure. uh, just feels like wrestling. Whenever you can just let your hair down and take you take your bra off and just really absorb um, all the good things happening on your TV. I don't really have a complaint at all. Um, that card was literally like uh, both of the Dusty Cup classics. Um, that may be one of the best women's tag matches I think I've ever seen. It was great. The, the ladies showed up, as they often do in NXT. Um, they showed up to show out, and once again, we are we are steadfast on this Raquel Gonzalez train because whew, she, she just stands out every time, no matter who she's in the ring with and how great everyone around her is. She just has this presence where it's like, pay attention to me. It's definitely a woo. And I really, I know they're supposed to have like the, the, the match for said straps on March the 3rd. I really, really wouldn't have minded that being our, our mania program. And not to say that it won't wind up for some reason being that, but um, I think it's time for those straps to make their way to NXT. Um, and I feel like mm-hmm. if you do it at mania, that's a you know that's our season finale. That's a nice you know we can run Nia and uh, Shane into different programs afterwards. Like you know that's a nice conclusion piece for storylines wrapping up, and it kind of gives a reset uh, in NXT now that we'll have these belts 
available for you know contention on a weekly basis. And now we get to see Raquel and um, Dakota go on tour and hit the various other broadcasts, and that is very appealing to me. Yes, I, w- I would love to see uh, Sean and Diesel on Raw and SmackDown <laughs> defending the tag titles. Um, yeah, I, I'm very much into it. They are they are a really really good team, and they f- faced a Ember and Shotzi is a pretty perfect combination. They they are a really good team as yeah, well. Yeah, um, Sheezle and the Heartbreak Kai. Um, <laughs> I, I, all praise to the click. I, I don't have anything. I, and I think I really feel like even when we had the standoff um, on Wednesday with her and Naya, like that's that reads like WrestleMania. I don't know who else they would plan to have Naya. There'll probably be some multi-person, not multi-person, multi-woman tag situation to get everybody you know on the card. But um, I really would just love if it were a nice old school run-up tag team situation. And um and we get a couple of you know run-ins uh, in between now and then, but as you told me earlier today, uh, when we had, <laughs> had some of our many discussions, you know we gotta wait and see if they fuck up, um, and not just assume, that, <laughs> not just assume that they will. Let let me tell y'all. Let me give y'all some context there. Rob was dragging them already for this Bobby Lashley program. <laughs> <laughs> that just started because we wanted to go a certain place and he was dragging them for not taking it that place, even though we ain't went nowhere. Uh, okay, that, <laughs> so I'm like, Rob, you, you gotta, you gotta wait and let it play out. That's first. the WrestleMania peach pass I'm talking about. I wanted to go ahead and just get in the HOV <laughs> and Pune, put Lashley in the chamber. Like just put him in the chamber <laughs> and let him destroy everyone that like have him take somebody out. Cause what, what is Jeff Hardy even doing there? Put him in a wheelchair. Take him out before the actual chamber. Hop in the chamber. Let me tell you something. I forgot Jeff Hardy was in the match at least twice while watching I forget Jeff Hardy was in WWE. I'm forgetting a lot of things. Um, I I don't understand, but I do feel like I, I... And I... Here's here's where here's where I don't mind, and we and we came to some common ground and found some different like ways they could book it to make it make sense, knowing good and good and good fucking well they're not gonna do it. But um, I do like that they got the briefcase off the Miz, they offloaded it off the Miz, they got the belt off McIntyre, mm-hmm. and I think those were the two primary objectives. And I think putting it on last last night would have been too much, but I like that we were talking about them tying in um, that there's a favor. And the favor went the route that I think he needed to go. The favor, the favor for me either needed to be I'm next in line, or you somehow you know are going to find me Lesnar. But again, for me, like I was saying earlier, that's the consolation because you don't get this close or adjacent to the title and start asking for other shit like you know money or other opponents. You're going to get both of those when you get the title. So for me, it was like if he's not asking for the title that would not be good business for the hurt business. So with that being said, if this, if this tracks into Lashley Lesnar, um, I am, I am happy. And, and it's funny because we said he needed to off a few people on the way there. And one got off tonight, which we didn't see that. I mean, we kind of, we, we mentioned Braun, um, but yeah, if he can off uh, Ms. Uh, Strowman and McIntyre and Root, uh, that just ensures dominance to me, and there's no reason that can't happen with the whole other pay per view in between. Uh, but so far, uh, I'm loving what they're doing. After you know, just I was a little shell shocked mm-hmm. just because 
I don't trust the WWE to get certain. I don't trust them to get this. This is a this is a trigger point for me. Post traumatic stress uh, syndrome right. via Vince McMahon. You know, it's just kind of like uh, this is a little shaky. Where is this going? Especially with like Roman's chamber, they, Roman chamber being such a weird situation as well. I just didn't know where any of this was getting ready to go because the cha- the pay per view sucked. No, I I get it that that you know we've been scoring. They usually do some dumb shit and just go just routes that don't make any sense. But I was my point was, you know, wait for them to do that, then drag, <laughs> then drag them, um, because we don't know where they're going because they have been making Bobby Lashley look like a monster. Mm-hmm. I remember tweeting last week on mm-hmm. Raw that Bobby Lashley looks like a monster right now, and they have been they have been building him so well. And tonight they pushed him harder than they ever have. He. He pumped out the WWE champion at the beginning of the show, coming out looking dapper as hell. Yes. Right? Easter. And then in his match, right, he in his match, he he kicked out of bronze finish, which I can't remember the last person to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, probably Brock. Um I think Roman did too, right? Kicked out of bronze finish. Well, of course, Roman, yeah. yeah. Um he kicked out of Brock's finish. He beat Braun's finish, rather. He beat Braun clean as a whistle, mm-hmm. then kept his heat by whooping Braun's ass and putting him in the hurt lock afterwards, and then laid out the WWE champion again to stand tall. I mean, if that is not setting a man up for some big shit, and the only thing it could be is Brock Lesnar, so we're calling it BL versus BL at WrestleMania. It's got to be Brock versus Bobby for the WWE yeah, Championship yeah, I, that Bobby Lashley is holding and hopefully retaining. No, no, it, it has to. Like I said earlier, the only way that I'm up for this is if the belt gets put on Lashley. And um, and then, you know, you just got to kind of build him as this badass, you know, because Lesnar is just a perennial heel to, to some degree, but he's just, he's an attraction as well. So, um, and just build it as something that's going to be just bruising and that's going to be literally a big fight feel. And I, I think that's the only thing that really can contrast um, the storytelling and the mastery that is Adam Copeland, Edge, um, taking on uh, the, the head of all the tables, most certainly mine, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Roman Reigns. Um, and that is going to be, I mean... Edge is just like the the thing that Edge has been doing on this little tour since he's been back. His mo- moment in NXT, how he read the Miz last week and was like, "Bro, stop telling when you want people when you gonna cash in. Just fucking do it." Like you know, like he kind of he's been peeping game with everybody, and I just love um, I love the way he's kind of reminding them of what this game of chess looks like as opposed to checkers. And so I love him being able to get underneath Roman's skin. And I love that that in-ring acumen and, and the, the prowess and the knowledge of business will probably be what sees him over and then also will be, you know, his undoing because he'll teach Roman a lesson that Roman probably will then apply and regain that belt at some point in time. But um, but I, I do love those. Those two main those those feel like main events. In comparison, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be very honest here. Oh, uh-oh. <laughs> I love Edge. I love Edge. I love Edge to death. He's one of the best of all times, all the times, right? <laughs> um, I do not want to see Edge versus Roman Reigns. Maybe they'll convince me. Maybe, mm-hmm. 
some promo work and story and story they'll they'll get me interested but when edge won the royal rumble i said then i don't care to see edge versus drew mcintyre or edge versus orton i just i don't need edge in the world title picture oh i, I don't mind. i'm glad edge is I, here i just don't and I you want to know what's crazy is i'm the inverse i was never i like i know what edge is i respect what edge is and what he what he brings but I was never a really big Edge fan. I just was not. I just it like I used to always say back then. Like one person I just don't get is Edge. I just don't get it. Like I didn't get Jack Swagger. I just did not get it. Um, maybe it's for somebody. It was not for me. But I feel like um, you know I've always respected his contribution, and now more than ever, I, especially with like the fight back and. I think I I appreciate Edge more now in this current era because he now represents like this tutelage and this knowledge of the game and like you know like he has a a really fine acumen and like a really uh, an awareness and an informed presence on what wrestling is supposed to be. So I think now in this atmosphere I I can appreciate him more because that is something that is lacking a lot and then entering a program with this version of Roman Reigns and with Paul Heyman, I know that the story is going to be there, and I know that in ring, you know, it will be, it'll be at least decent. Um, so I'm actually kind of excited because well, hopefully they can pull me in. Yeah, I want because I mean Roman's whole, you know, I I keep the lights on, I feed the people, kind of a moment, you know, Hosea feed the hungry. He can't pull that with Edge, so I want to really see. Um, where this goes because Edge is a made man, so you're not doing me any favors, baby. So I, I really want to see what the angle is with this. I want to see where Jay continues to fit because Jay Uso had an amazing showing at Elimination Chamber, though the pay per view sucked. Jay Uso dispatched Kevin Owens decisively and in less time than Roman Reigns ever has. Then he pinned Cesaro. Yeah. Jay Uso had yeah, I mean, nice. Jay, yeah, he's been, ever since this program and when he, you know, fell in line and everything, he's just been on another level. And it's funny because you would have never thought to look at Jay Uso or either of the Usos as a singles star. But now, at this point, I can't even see him as a tag star. Yeah. I feel like that will be going backwards for yeah. him when his brother returns. I, I don't want to see tag team Jey Uso. I want to see single star Jey Uso. To be honest, send Jimmy to Raw with his wife. <laughs> yeah. And let, no, seriously, let yeah. Jay keep cooking. And then, and then y'all always have the tag team to return back to. And then at that point, I mean, that's a dominant tag team at that point. I just don't know that with that being said, with you know something like sending him to Raw, I don't know that I can trust Raw to book Jimmy Uso the way that SmackDown has booked Jay Uso. No, 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 you do know. You know you can't. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> you are very well aware. Don't, don't say you don't know that you, you absolutely do. Um, wait, hold on. First of all, first of all, this is, we're going to have to change the name to the ADD podcast because we were totally on NXT, and I don't know how... We got here. We we gave Raquel her love and was like, all right, that's it. But that's not right. Because I need to talk about a couple other things. Run it back, Let's run that back. Yeah, run that back. Because there's a couple of things from NXT Vengeance Day I need to speak about. This is a cash exclusive. Run it back. Run it back. Run that back. Hold up, Sway. So, 
my favorite match of the night was Johnny Gargano and Kushida. One, we finally see, as of late, the Kushida, the Kushida that we all know and love from Japan. Those of us who watched him in New Japan, like Kushida was on. And Johnny Gargano is just top five in the world. That man doesn't miss. He He is always on. He can wrestle anyone's style. It does not matter what kind of wrestler you are, what kind of performer you are in the ring. He is going to meet you there, and he's likely going to bypass you at the same time. The transitions, the story, like the 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 build, the pacing of that match was just amazing. I can't wait to watch that match again. I'm going to do it soon. That was an excellent match. Johnny Gargano is one of the best in the world if he's not the Best certainly needs to be in a conversation. That man can wrestle a box, and uh, and and mm-hmm. literally, I would watch. He could wrestle literally like construction paper cutouts, and it, it's going to be a, a gym. It's going to be a Meltzer nine star classic. Um, totally agree. Yeah, yeah, John, Johnny Gargano. Um, and the other thing I wanted to mention. <sighs> It was a great run, um, but services for the Undisputed Era, um, they've gone on to glory. Um, (laughs) And I just, I I don't know how to feel because I love the Undisputed Era. They have been the most well-booked and well-kept stable in wrestling in a long time. Time. It's a, it, the fact that they have been together together so long. I said together with the V. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, there. I don't um, The fact that they've been together for so long <laughs> that they were together for so long and never felt stale, never felt old or tiring. They're just because they're all so damn good. And even the one who gets the least amount of love, Bobby Fish, is so damn good. And and like again, he he would be number four on most people's list. But the other part of that is if you've never seen Adam Cole versus Kyle O'Reilly, you're in for some shit. And I am ready. Yeah, um, a periodically long time. Yeah, they've they've been they've been doing exactly what needed to be done. Um. <laughs> they did what the girls should have did. <laughs> they gave what the girls should have gave. Right. Um, I, I have no consternation about them as an organization, about the breakup, um, the way that it was done, the timing. And I love that um, at some point it leaves, it leaves space for a reunion that is going to be probably on the main roster by that point. Um and something to to truly behold. I mean, like I I, I really have no complaints. Um, Shanti and Ember, like I said earlier, that that was a moment. Um, is it must see kings or must see kids? MSK. They've said it. I hope it's not kids. I think it's kings. I, either way, I love it. Um, a moment. Uh, they are. Literally exhausting to watch. <laughs> I feel like I'm doing cardio watching them. Um, in, in a good way. In a very, yes. very good way. Uh, I really don't have any complaints. I'll never have enough words for Pete Dunn and his Morticia Adams light bar that goes across his eyes. I'll never have enough to say 
about <laughs> as my other friends call him Meat Dunn. <laughs> Meat Dunn. I never have enough words and praise to say uh, Prince Prince Balor, Prince Devitt. Like this ver- this version of Finn Balor is all the things. And I know he's supposed to go back to Maine at some point. He needs to take this version of self back to Maine. Um, because we don't even think about the demon anymore. We don't even think about needing the demon anymore. We don't even. We don't even. He's just. An asshole that we love, and it it, it, it finally um, it's clicking. And I don't want to see um, anything else. Yeah, that pay per view, they they just they maximize their time. Um, they maximize the number of matches, mm-hmm. the order of show. It's never ever it's never ever something that you're like, oh god, when is this ending? You know, it's five or six matches. So we have we have time to tell the story. We're going to get in. We're going to get out. We're going to advance the storyline towards you know. Uh, the next Wednesday and you're going to be ready to see what's going on with that. And I love it. Um, unlike NXT always leaves you wanting more. Yeah. Yes. They, they find a good way to do that. Raw has not done that in a long time. Like raw even closed out the pot, the, 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 the previous show before last going into the elimination chamber, you had Oscar allegedly facing Lacey Evans. And apparently Oscar like creates fertility in everyone, and they never <laughs> they either drop belts to her or they never they never ever make it to you know facing her. You know, so I was just like, here goes Lacey, and it's you know so prenatal now, not not so traditional, but so prenatal. Um, you know, one it, and listen and listen. Lacey was one hundred percent winning that title at Elimination Chamber. Um, well, the, so. the Oscar Overy curse jumped in, and now one egg <laughs> or another. <laughs> I'm feeling fertile. Okay. I'm gonna be in, and and, you, and they they pretty much let us know that because they didn't even bother to have a replacement match because there was nothing there because Oscar was supposed to lose the title to Lacey Evans and I don't know if people want to admit this or not but Wrestlemania was damn sure going to be Lacey Evans versus Charlotte Flair for the world women's title with Ric Flair either as the referee or at ringside so and I thank God that she has a heavy flow and here we are she's now pregnant (laughs) (laughs) I can't say that she's a wife well I don't know if y'all are going to be happy about that once Oscar loses the title to Charlotte at Wrestlemania Again, that does so. not need to happen, but that is currently the story that they're building. I'm distracted. I don't, I don't know what to do. Like even tonight, we had the Flair's Cry segment, and and it's leading, it's leading literally to like her getting her stride back. Allegedly, like if you can believe that. Now, one thing I will say: What's my boy on commentary tonight? Uh, what's the what's the guy's name? Tom Phillips. Tonight, on this mm-hmm. night. On February the 22nd edition of Raw, he referred to that woman as amazing as she is, as a 12-time women's champion. And I thank God for the small things. Amen? For the small things. I really do. Because that's what she is. She's amazing. And I and I hope to see her to get to 16 and more. However, right now on this day that the Lord has made, a 12-time women's champion and a tag team Women's champion as well. I like the numbers when they number. I do. Yeah, I mean, listen, everybody knows or should know by now that I am in love with Charlotte Flair. She is my favorite wrestler, male or female, in any company. Charlotte Flair is my favorite wrestler in the world right now. I love to watch her work. I think she's incredible. 
And tonight, she she even made me love her more because tonight, that backstage segment was so damn good. It felt natural, unscripted, and it felt real. And Charlotte displayed something that not a lot of people in the history of wrestling have had only special cases of people. And that was triceps. That was huge triceps. (laughs) Besides that, (laughs) her father had it. Shawn Michaels had it. Most recently, Cody Rhodes had it. And that's the ability to create this emotional grit in your voice when you're supposed to be showing emotion. And it's whether it's anger or happiness. But tonight, it was almost like desperation and hurt in her voice. And you can literally feel and hear the desperation and the hurt in her voice while she was talking to her father. The last time someone did that so well was when Cody Rhodes lost that match on Raw and got, quote-unquote, fired, and he had an interview backstage, and he started talking about the long history of the McMahon screwing with the Rhodes by putting his father in polka dots and putting gold um, paint and a wig on his brother, and he has never been the same that promo was amazing. If you have, if you don't remember or have never seen that one, go watch that Cody promo because that shit is dope and you'll understand what I'm talking about. You'll hear it in his voice. Charlotte had that and Flair was on point with it tonight too. I don't know if he clocked back into 1989 for real quick to, to, to make sure this promo with his daughter was going probably, hit where it was supposed to hit. But all the beer he was there. They just hit all the alcohol and catering. I'm sure. <laughs> That's all that that was. They didn't let me get, get sauce before. He was it, was, it, was, um, it was good. I, I appreciate what it's going to do. You'll never get me to be able to see Charlotte as an underdog at this point in her career. But I get what it's meant to do. Mm-hmm. I just don't want it to lead to her beating Asuka. But I know that it has to because this whole thing is about her being distracted. And I am I just don't want to see that anymore. Asuka is literally, again, another one of the best wrestlers on earth. She cannot keep losing to this woman. And the only reason I, I won't be horribly mad about it is because her this rain has really been a dud. So it, you know, I don't mind it ending. It has. But I don't I don't want to continue this this history of her taking an L to Charlotte Flair because it's just it it at some point you can't suspend reality in regards to there, there being a challenge in place. Like if, if I continuously beat you. If we get booked in a match again, no one's looking forward to like what this match might turn into. Now, granted, we'll certainly look forward to that match because we know it's going to be a, a, a it's going to be a masterclass. But with that being said, you know the ipso facto winner in that, and that's not okay in a scripted sport that you already you know things are determined for you. Um, I just yeah, I'm not I'm not crazy excited about that, and it's, that's weird for me because the last few of WrestleManias. I've been more excited for the women's championship matches than I have the men's. And this year, it looks like the men's are really going to deliver for me more than they have in a while. Now, I can get excited about Bianca and um, and Sasha because, you know, we're there now. We're there where, where Sasha right. can literally, can carry somebody toward, you know, to, to a good match, and she enjoys that. I know she wants to put over Bianca, and I know Bianca... Um, and she doesn't need to carry Bianca. She can elevate Bianca. Exactly. Though. And uh, and I, all we need is a little bit of polish. And I know that 
Uh, I know we're getting that right now. So that's going to be, um, but, but I mean, on paper, whether I want to see the shit or not, Bobby Lashley versus mm-hmm. Brock Lesnar, Edge versus Roman Reigns, Charlotte Flair versus Oscar too. Um, and, and Bianca Belair versus Sasha Banks. That's a, that's a card. I ain't I mean, even if, even if I'm tired of X, Y, Z, that's a card. Um, I I, I want to touch base with the um, Charlotte Oscar dilemma that you you mentioned real mm-hmm. quick before we find our way somewhere else because I look at it from a different angle. I look at it totally different than you and most people. I understand I'm in the minority um, with this one, but when it comes down to oh, Oscar can't keep losing to Charlotte in my head, and this is not Charlotte bias, I would say then I'll explain. Mm-hmm. I've said this for other people. I'm just saying it for Charlotte because of who she is and the stature that she has. Charlotte, at this point, is at the top of the heap in the women's division. Um, Mm -hmm. Some may argue it's Becky or somebody else, but when it comes down to it, the poster child for women in the WWE, women wrestlers, is Charlotte Flair. Whether you love her or hate her, that's just the case, right? So... Saying that someone, especially someone the stature of Asuka, can't keep losing to Charlotte Flair, in my mind, the way I look at that, the way I see it is, yes, she can because it's Charlotte Flair. That would be like saying in the late 80s or early 90s that someone can't keep losing to Hulk Hogan. Yeah, you can. It's Hogan. You can't keep losing to to Sting in WCW. Yeah, you can. It's Sting. You can't keep losing to Cena. Yeah, you can. It's Cena because if there's one person that is okay to lose to, it's the motherfucker that's at the top of the heap. That's who you want to lose to until you get to a point where you do defeat them. And and Asuka has defeated Charlotte on several occasions. Let's not forget. Okay. It has not happened on the I biggest stage, and raw. I think that's the problem that people yeah, have. That was a raw, and she beat it with submission. It was After a raw and, and TLC. And a, well, that was a triple threat. And I think she it was a ladder match. That was a triple a threat, match. right? But she came out on top, and Charlotte was in the match. Honestly, so one on one, yeah, it was raw. I mean, if you if you're gonna lose to someone, who are you gonna lose to? I don't disagree. And you can you can't they can they can do whatever they want. And you know what? And they may please some some somebody you know some percentage of the of the viewer viewership. It just won't. It, it for me personally, it just isn't interesting anymore. I don't. I I wouldn't want. I mean, like at that point, uh, what does it mean? Like, yeah, what does it mean anymore? Like, yeah, like if you want to keep, that, you know, when those two fight, we don't like. Like uh, for for instance, to see Orton versus John Cena, and I don't think we will. But I don't have to see them fight ever again in any universe. But I do like that when they do. Well, fight, yeah, I mean they they wrestled six hundred and thirty two times. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, but when they do fight, you—it's not an axiomatic winner. You know, Orton Orton has given Cena plenty of L's, so I do like that. I do like that piece that when they go on that ring, it isn't always a foregone conclusion. Um, and I'm not saying that she can never lose to her again. I would like us just to get to that space and place where it's a—it's uh, not a foregone conclusion. Now, let's say this: let's say Charlotte. You know, they, those two fight at WrestleMania. Charlotte comes out with her with her third actual thirteenth championship, and if that reignites the NXT version of Oscar, I'll take it. If we get the buzz saw back, yeah, because I'll at this point, it. Oscar doesn't deserve Oscar. 
Oscar on on paper and storyline. Um, what's been going on lately? She doesn't deserve to beat Charlotte <laughs> at WrestleMania, and I'm 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 saying that based on the way they booked yeah, her. I not I, this is not a slight on Oscar. I love Oscar. Yeah, I'm explaining to yeah. the because you know me. You know, I'm just explaining to to some of the listeners who may mm-hmm. take that the wrong way. I love Oscar to death. Oscar is it. You know what I'm saying? But the way they booked her, her character does not deserve to beat a Charlotte Flair at WrestleMania in a title match. They have booked her like shit. She almost doesn't matter I mean, to be- as Raw Women's Champion. Again, they didn't even bother to replace an opponent for her at the damn pay-per-view. And to be honest, they both have been booked like shit recently. If we being one hundred, yeah, I mean, but uh, they both been as you said, Charlotte is purposeful though. Charlotte's is purposeful. That's the story there. Wait, did we go out? We gonna have to edit that. Um, that's the story yeah, there I'm, for I'm, Charlotte. I'm, okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, you might have some 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 editing to do because I think you're going out and I can't hear you. I do not hear you if you're speaking. I see you typing. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's me, Austin! Oh, son of a bitch! What? It's me, Austin! It was me all along, Austin! All right, we had a little technical difficulty there, but um, we're back. Um, the last thing Rob said was that Charlotte has been booked badly as well but in my my response was that i think that's purposeful like you said earlier that's the story that she's off and everything so the difference is like oscar hasn't even had a program really she she's looked like (laughs) crap and she's looked like she doesn't matter as a champion so she doesn't deserve to beat a charlotte flair at wrestlemania at this point on the trajectory that she's on um, I don't know. Right. I don't. I don't know what the issue is, but they need to get it together because Oscar deserves a lot better than this bullshit that she's been getting. I'm gonna um probably edit a one division commercial into the technical difficulty spot. Um, just an FYI. It was Agatha, um, and then. <laughs> It was all along. Anyways, um, but we know with Rhea, Rhea coming up, because we saw the Nightmare promo tonight. This is my brutality! Um, <laughs> we got her, I guess we got postpartum Becky coming back. Um, so, yeah, it's going <laughs> to... Postpartum. Oh, my God, it was terrible. <laughs> um, anyway. Um, yeah, so we've got those two showing up soon, so... I know that uh, that that whole division will get the uptick it desperately needs because SmackDown's division, though you know, only really booked between uh, Bailey, Sasha, uh, now Bianca, and then Carmella, has been infinitely more interesting. Um, but let's also clock this. Uh, I want to say, didn't. Didn't Nia just pin the SmackDown Women's Champion and the Raw Women's Champion in a week? It, it, not even in a week. In 24 hours, she pinned Sasha <laughs> at Elimination Chamber, and she pinned Asuka on Raw. So, 
she really should be a number one contender, to be honest. For everything, for the universal title. Um, right. That's me trying to actually, like, just just purge uh, the elimination chamber from my memory. Because that was a <laughs> shitty pay-per-view. Now, let's, let's get one thing straight. I, I understand that, that Roman's booking and ever since his return, because I've always said that they've played it really smart, especially considering, um, let's be, you know, 100 here, um, with Roman having uh, beat leukemia twice, uh, that definitely is a candidate, you know, for a compromised immune system and somebody that probably shouldn't be um, around. But so many people, considering we're in a pandemic, we get it. The booking has been flawless with that because he's only been around, for the most part, a handful of people. He had a long program with his cousin. He had a long program with uh, with KO. Um, and, uh, and, and I think he's had, like, an off-tag match here and there with Otis and whatnot. And they book it into the character. He comes to the ring when he wants. He fights when he wants. And it's worked. Um, and, and for the most part, you know, it's, it's one-off against, you know, generally one opponent. So that makes sense. But to have this, to run with the concept that someone is supposed to face this man after one of your most brutal gimmick matches is just stupid. It was, I mean, it, it's just literally a foregone conclusion. And I get Roman not being in the chamber. I understand that as well. Just make it a number one contenders match for later. This, this, because he's, he's going to fight that person anyway. As we saw, he fought Daniel Bryan. Um, this isn't making sense to me. That, that was just... The chamber is well, brutal they, enough in itself. If they use the explanation that Heyman and all his wizardry, is that a word? It is now, um, mm-hmm. made it so that they had to... The, they had to have the match right after the chamber, then it makes all types of sense because that's Roman's favor. Roman goes out there, gets it done real quick, and leaves because, you know... He's he's top dog. And he can he can do I that. I don't disagree to like a manager that like that's advantageous for any kind of counsel or advocate to, to look at it that way. Mm-hmm. I just can't see the company looking at it that way. Like I I get you have demands that can be made, but the reality that I'm going to put like like that's not giving anybody a fair shot at anything for them to fight. It after doesn't matter. Off five he's the head of the table. They've been he's been saying for for months now that no one else matters, that he runs the show, that that is his show. So if he wanted to have the match right after the Elimination Chamber match, then goddammit, the match is happening because Roman Reigns said it's happening. That I mean, that fits into, the, into his character and what he's been saying all along. It, he don't care about Daniel Bryan and giving him his rest. It's Roman's show. I, I, so we having this match right now. Mm, that's just it's 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 counterintuitive to what the the world that they build, in my opinion. It just doesn't make sense to me. It's like, huh? Who would even what? like the they like they and they kept talking about it, they kept saying like they they this was a setup, we knew the fix was in, you know, this, that, and the other. I just don't I, I get this is yeah, that's the point. world, but there's still like, you know, like people that run the company. So like like them agreeing to it. Yes. Like, okay. And his name is Roman Reigns. <laughs> Okay. Well, I, I get it. If you if you look at it at the point that Roman says, "I'm the champion. I'm the man. I'm I'm the main dog here in this company. You're gonna bend to my will." That fits in line with how Vince McMahon has been displayed to Brock Lesnar. You know, he bends to his will. He gets his way. Roman Reigns gets his way. What's the 
what's the common denominator there? They both have the spokesperson and the representative of Paul Heyman who no, gets this I, type I, of shit done. It's the leverage that they hold. If he wants the match the to happen, it will. Connect any dots. Trust me. I, I I get, you know, we can we can we can conflate and we can suspend reality and we can connect dots. I that just I don't know. I just I was like, this is stupid. Like <laughs> like because for me as a viewer, it's no point. And now I did watch it, which is you know, I can't really say but so much. But as a as a as a viewer, it's no point in watching that. Because it's like, I think we even were texting, like, okay, I can turn this off now. Like, because like, it's like, there's, it's, it's just, it, it, you know, it's like, we're, it's like they showed up, like, I'm just here so I don't get fined. Like, that's the reason we're doing a limitation chamber, so we don't get fined. It's on our, it's on our calendar this year. We're going to do it. It won't make much sense, but who cares? Like, it's it just. Well, hmm. if it's the start I, I, of a story know. leading to Fast Lane, think of it this way. Like, they did that, and Brian's like, I didn't get a fair shot. And Brian right. ends up getting number one contender and getting a shot at Fastlane. This is another case of, well, wait, wait let's wait to SmackDown and see what it gets. <laughs> because uh, if, if that's the case, don't, like, I don't, I don't get how you, how, how it doesn't make sense to you. You have to explain this to me because I, I really I don't, don't get that. I don't, I don't, I don't trust WWE. I don't, like, no, like, first of all, it's SmackDown. So they get a little bit more leeway than goddamn <laughs> Monday Night Raw do. does. That's number we've, one. We've, we've already seen them seen them book you know roman over daniel bryan a thousand times um i just he can and i thought that then like he can come out and say i wasn't given a fair shot this that and the other you know and i want to take on edge at wrestlemania you know whatever the case may be i feel like more of the uh more of the of the the build goes towards roman versus edge and i don't want a, a triple threat at all at all it may happen at I, I, why i don't know but whatever daniel bryan's had no steam all year He's, he's been a perennial developmental talent for like the last couple of months. He's putting everybody else over, which I get is his point to do. And I'm and I and I'm glad because of who he's chosen to put over. But with that being said, I just don't, I don't need the pit stop of him. And I mean, I get, something's going to happen because we're not going to get, you know, anything with Edge and Roman until WrestleMania. So somebody has to take the, take the L in between now and then. And I just, you know, I, Daniel Bryan and Roman, just, I've seen enough of that. I've seen enough L's for him. He should have gone over Roman a time or two, and he he doesn't. From the Royal Rumble to the to and him getting snuffed out that one time in the crowd, you know, them to turning on Roman at that point, um, to him going up against him in fast lane and getting and getting his shit rocked. It just well, maybe he just can't beat Roman Reigns. What's the problem with that? No, maybe exactly, and I don't. So I don't care to see him as a challenger then. Well, I, I mean, want to see a I don't want to see a gutsy fight, an, uh, you know, an underdog moment. At fast lane, kiss my ass. I don't want to see that. I mean, I that's, what, that's what Daniel Bryan is, though. He is the underdog. He no, is I, an I, underdog. And I, and, and I, I'm, I am as well tired of that. I think he probably is like it's, it, it's run. That's running its course for me. I liked um Captain Planet, Daniel Bryan for a second there. That was fun, evil Captain Planet. But um outside of that, like I don't know, it'll just be much of the same. I'd rather see, I'd rather see them have a six pack challenge and Cesaro win, and he be the person in the middle. But you know, I, I feel like it's a, whatever happens. The Mania card is being said it's pretty much a foregone conclusion because there's not anybody else on that roster with that level of star power to take on edge. It is what it is. So for me, everything else in between now and then is lip service. So I don't, I just don't care to see it. You know, but I mean, that doesn't well, matter. anything, it'll be a great match. So. Oh, I mean, it, Daniel Bryan's in it. Of course it's going to be right. a great match. If anything, you have that yeah. to look forward to. 
Um, I don't even. I, I mean, we see great matches weekly, and especially if you watch NXT. <laughs> um, I, I, I just don't. Uh, you know, it cool. You know, that's, that's how I feel about it. I mean, the chamber was that was that. What did we have? We had uh that match. We had um All the women's stuff. tag match. We've already we've already mentioned that. That was like why why you have the number one contender and the current champion of a brand taking on the tag team champ. Like they've kept the belt, all the belts in the same loop for too long now. And I don't want, I don't, I just, I, anytime I see a current champion finding some random tag partner and going up against the tag champions, I just, it, it just, there are actual women's tag teams. Yeah. I'm what pretty sick of that as well. I don't want to see that anymore. It, it, we, we know going into mania being this close to mania, they weren't going to drop those titles to, Sasha and Bianca, so I I don't know what we're doing here. Um, so that was of no point, and I think that's what I think that's why the chamber, the SmackDown chamber, was as aggravating because like all these matches are moot. They're, they're of no consequence. They're of no point. What are we even doing with some of these matches? It's kind of it was just like we got we're on schedule for a pay per view. Let's do one. That's what it felt like. I mean, that's what all the theme pay-per-views feel like to me. Like, Hell in a Cell feels oh, Hell in a Cell. October's here. We have to have Hell in a Cell matches. Like, that's how all those theme pay-per-views feels to me. So, I mean, this was no different than that. We have Elimination Chamber in February, so we have to have Elimination Chamber matches. That (laughs) that, That's the name of the game at this point. (laughs) The, you know. um, we knew we, we knew uh, we knew Bobby was was dropping the US the US title, um, and it was a triple threat, mm-hmm. which they made sure to keep it a triple threat. Um, yeah, I like I think that's a good now that for me leaves an opening for Keith Lee whenever he gets over his knee injury or Corona or whatever it is this week, um, he can come back and definitely has claim to like that. And I would love in the midst of that, as I've expressed before, for him to for him to wind up in the hurt business. That just that just, I just, I'm a glutton. I want it on heavy, like extra guac at Chipotle. Throw it on top. Um, add him, add him to the hurt business, and they become the most unstoppable faction <laughs> in the company. Like it just, it you know, I, I, you know, I don't care for, for Keith Lee. I, I don't, I don't I care for Keith Lee. So. <laughs> that's why I'm saying. That's, that's why. That's why I am saying to go ahead and heal him and put him in a stable because I do agree that. Babyface, it just does nothing. And I think if you put him in a stable and make him a bruiser alongside alongside Lashley, even once the Hurt Business starts to dissolve or break down into, you know, factions or whatever, even even them as a tag team like Lashley and and Lee, that's that's literally you're getting your ass beat. It's no two ways around it. You're getting your ass. You're getting your ass handed to you. Yeah, I just I. Uh, with Keith Lee, um, and you've heard me say this before, but for the listeners, um, I don't enjoy big guys who don't wrestle like big guys because it doesn't make any damn sense. You're in there with, let's say, AJ Styles, and you're doing all this some um, agile crap. Way to, that is not what someone in your position would do and understand it's predetermined. But I mean, if we're suspending disbelief here in some way, shape or form to some capacity, to some degree, then a man, your size fighting AJ Styles would use your damn size to beat him. You wrestle like a powerhouse, please wrestle like a big man. I don't care for his moon sauce. I don't care. And, and and it it wouldn't be so bad if he didn't wrestle that way ninety five percent of the time. Like 
Bam Bam Bigelow didn't wrestle like that all the time. He used his size. Vader didn't pull out the moonsault all of the damn time. That was a special mm-hmm. move, you know what I mean? But he still, even though he did do the moonsault, 97% of the match was him just beating the shit out of you because he was a big-ass bully, mm-hmm. and he could. He wasn't trying to be agile the whole damn match. He 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 was just clubbing your ass in the corner because wasn't the goddamn thing, thing you could do about it. <laughs> Not a shit, not a thing. And the one thing you said that I like though about about what he should do is, and this makes more sense. You said he should use that kind of stuff when he's fighting a man his size. Yes, I was gonna and get was there. Like, if you're gonna it. fight someone that matches your size, that's when you pull out all this agility because maybe they can't do it, and it's something they wouldn't be expecting, and it's it gives you an upper hand because they can match your power. Then you start doing all that extra shit. Like so, I just. I'm not a fan of Keith Lee. Um, I know people love him. He's done absolutely nothing for me. And he continues to do nothing for me. I don't mind Keith Lee, that's, but that's I, I think I think as a face, he will be limited uh, to that. I say go ahead and heal him out now. Throw him in the hurt business. I Make thought he was limitless. That cannot be stopped. <laughs> oh, what child. I'm Stop. Not- <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't resist. That was way too easy. <laughs> it was so the uh and then we had the men's chamber the men's chamber as we know ended with the uh uh bobby lashley uh victimizing uh drew mcintyre who now that's someone that does i, I get it I'm, I'm cool on it he came back he did his nxt run and that was more interesting got called up to raw and was kind of just a perennial talent and he was Dolph Ziggler's hand and whatnot and he's ascended now and he is this thing those have been two boring title reigns I won't say to any fault of his own, but I just so either way, the Miz doing what the Miz does, I am pleased um, because I know that it's, he's a transitional champion, and it made the Money in the Bank gimmick uh, pop a little bit more. Uh, it needed some pop; it hadn't had any pop in a while uh, to me, anyways. Um, so I'm not mad. I'm over Money in the Bank. The, um, yeah, it's time for something something a little bit new. Um, I will say the Chamber was not used to it's. I don't know what the blue fuck is going on with the fiend but i just knew i was going to get the fiend popping up in that pod with orton and it was going to be a moment and um we did not get that um you know then of course i wanted uh lashley to take out somebody and enter himself into the chamber of course that did not happen we had jeff hardy there we forgot he was even in the ring um i would have preferred uh seamus to take out. i want to give seamus a last name so I'm going to say McAllister. So I would have preferred Seamus oh McAllister take out Drew McIntyre to further his claim to all this because now he's back in, in purgatory. All that hype, all that build, and he's right back in, in, in doing nothing. He was the last man to enter the chamber and it meant nothing. So um, Miz cashes in. Thank God. It spices up what's going on with the world title and it allows us uh, a reroute to get to Bobby Lashley and hopefully Lesnar for his title. Um, but be, beyond that, um, the elimination chamber felt like a chore uh, for them to put on and for me to watch. Absolutely, I can't. I cannot disagree. It was uh, during the main event. Um, I was just like, I, I, I literally don't have to watch this match and the, and the chamber match. I, we had we had guests. You know, the money in the main action was coming after, but we didn't have to watch the chamber match like nothing. I can't even remember 
anything from that match. Um, it just was there. It, it was it was just there. That's that's really all I can say about it. Um, there was no excitement, no no tension there. No one on earth believed Drew McIntyre was losing the the chamber match. Um, it's just yeah, it is what it is. I I can't say too much more about it because there's not much more to say about it. It it sucked. Yeah, That's I mean, yeah, it didn't even speak for itself. So I mean, we we it it happened. Um, I feel like Fastlane will be probably a chore as well. Anyway, it's funny because a lot of times, more recently, you won't get a lot of hype behind the pay per view, and then you watch it and you're surprised, like, oh, that was pretty decent. You know, that was okay. Um, especially during during the the big Lesnar era, a lot of times pay per view was you know it, it went well until you know his foregone conclusion of a match and it was like oh fuck it you know Lesnar's gonna win and whatever whatever but the rest of the undercard normally went pretty well so we kind of got in a routine of like not expecting him so much and then kind of being like decently surprised to some degree um that was the first pay per view in a long time that I was just like I could have missed this I could have definitely just not watched this at all like and the chamber is kind of neutered now like we said we were in a group chat. Um, with them putting the padding out there, um, the chamber doesn't have the oomph it did. And not that I don't understand the need for the padding, because like I get it, like that shit is probably brutal on their bodies. They probably were getting injured. Like I get it. So, but um, the chamber kind of like Money in the Bank is kind of becoming like moot. We're just in pods and waiting to get out to get our chance to wrestle, and the rest of it's uh, a six pack challenge. So it's you know. I don't know. I mean, it might need a refresh sometime soon, but until then, it's kind of blah for me. And uh, and that translated definitely into a very blah pay per view on the road to WrestleMania. So yeah, all, all that what you just said, <laughs> I agree one hundred percent. I can't add any more to it. Gonna... Luckily, Raw was good. Yeah, it was decent. NXT will be better. Um, I got to start watching ROH or AEW or something else so we can kind of start to kind of round out this here broadcast thing that we're doing. Um, yeah, you definitely I, need to start watching my... AEW because I know the the <laughs> there there is there is something there. I know I'm going to piss off a lot of people <laughs> when we start talking AEW because I am not, nor have I ever been a fan of one Kenny Omega but Ooh. I I I know the yeah I know people love that man and consider him one of the best. I ugh, I do not enjoy Kenny Omega, but you dropped the we'll bomb save on that the way out. We have on, AW on the, out the, on the yeah on the way out the door. You <laughs> dropped the bomb. Um, but while we drop your bombs, I guess we should let everybody know uh, about the next the next uh, podcast episode we have coming up. Um, yeah, it's going to be a special one. Um, a really, really special one. We have been teasing that we have, um, our first guest coming on the, um, podcast for sort of a interview style episode. And we were able to procure the, the time from former WWE superstar and former WWE cruiserweight champion, Leo Rush. Yeah, 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 yeah. So episode four, we'll be squaring up with Leo Rush, and you can, you guys can jump in there and uh, have a good listen. 
We'll be taking off. We'll be having some more guests down the road, hopefully, as well. So mm-hmm. rounding this thing here out, pretending like we know what the hell we're doing. And uh, so far, so good. <laughs> I have no complaints, man. I have no complaints. So you can find me on the Twitters uh, and social midges in general at Roberts underscore rules. And uh, tell them where they can find you, real. You can find me on the Twitter at reverse underscore rel. And you can find us both tweeting away during shows and randomly during uh, the week um, about wrestling stuff at the official (laughs) Twitter Mm -hmm, of mm -hmm. the Cash Shit Podcast. That is the Cash Shit. That is T H E C A S H S H underscore T on Twitter. And it is the T. And I think the, the Cash It website will drop soon. It'll just be a splash page where we'll host some different uh, different players and you can find us there. And uh, that's about it for me. That's about it for you? Oh, that's about it for, um, for me too. Just um, let everybody know. Spread the word about the podcast. Let us know what you what you think. If you have any uh, recommendations, you have any, uh, anything. I don't want to hear it. I don't want any of it. <laughs> The well, in the, the least, only- <laughs> tell everyone that, you know, we got Leo Rush coming on the show for the next episode. Spread the word. Get us some listens. Get us some views. You know, you know, spread the word. Leave, leave us a review as well. You know, if you don't mind leaving us five stars, that'd be great. But leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or anywhere you listen. And, you know, help 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 brothers out. You know, it's Black History Month. Help these brothers out. Yeah, that it is. Well, guys, uh, thanks for listening, and this has been the Cash It Podcast.